Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben and this is the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. This is episode six of season four of the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. In this season, I've been flying, driving, walking, eating, and talking my way around Australia. I've been going to the best barbecue festivals all over this wide brown land and having some fascinating conversations with some of the biggest names in the game and some up-and-comers too. In this episode, I get to stay pretty close to home, heading down to the Bangalore Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival. It's a competition and festival whose sole purpose is to raise money for local schools, so I always make sure I'm there doing what I can to help out. Before we get started, I do have a couple of announcements. For some time now, I've had my ebook, 27 Lessons Learned from Competition Barbecue, available for free on the website. I've recently put together a second edition of that book, working with a professional graphic designer, and I'll be releasing that soon, which means that the free first edition is only going to be available for another two weeks. After that, the second edition will be available for purchase, and there's even going to be a second book available. But I'm keeping the details on that under wraps for now. I'd also like to invite you to join us at the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook. If you're looking for a barbecue group full of open-minded people who just love helping each other out, the Smoking Hot Confessions community is a great place to continue the conversation. Finally, however you listen to this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. It really helps me spread that barbecue love. So without further ado, grab yourself a kettle-coned buffalo wing and something cold and bubbly to wash it down, and join me at the always incredible Bangalore Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? Hey folks, Ben for Smoking Hot Confessions here. I'm at the Bangalore Bluegrass Festival here, and uh, we're having a great time. It's a ripper of a day out. I've got uh, Matthew from Where There's Smoke, There's Dinner here, and he's got a fantastic steampunk customized Yoda here. We're gonna have a bit of a talk about what's uh, about his cook, about how it's been going, and then he's gonna walk us through what he's done to this thing. Mate, how's the festival been for you? Oh, it's excellent. So the weather's been fantastic, unlike four years ago where I think it snowed here, but uh, no, the weather's really good. Uh, the crowd, fantastic, and all the barbecue teams, great bunch of people, fantastic bunch of people. It is, mate. It's good. And it's it, it's nice to see everybody all out together raising money for the local yeah. school too, which is good. Yeah. And I believe also the drought as well. The, the farmers in the drought copping their share too as well. They are having yeah. a rough time yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. So what I wanted to talk about was yeah. this uh, was this beautiful Yoda here. Can you give us a bit of an idea of uh, what it started as and what it is now? Uh, well, it started off as a Wichita Yoda. It was an off-the-shelf Yoda. Um, when, when you buy it like that, it doesn't come with too many accessories. So I thought, you know, for me to, I bring it here on the back of my ute and I needed a crane to do that. And so the first thing I had to do was put lifting lugs up onto the top of the ute. Um, and that started the ball rolling. And then I thought, well, what else can I do? And I did some internal um, changes. I put a water tank underneath the main uh, grill plate and I can fill that from the outside and I can show you all that later. But as it evolved, I started looking at steampunk stuff. It's an era of um, the 1800s, the Victorian era, where engineered machinery was made to last. It was over-designed, but it was also made with an artistic flair. And I really liked that, and I thought I might be able to incorporate some of that here. 
Every single part on here has been handmade. There's nothing off the shelf. And it's taken me about six months, every weekend for about six months and a few nights a week as well. Sounds amazing, mate. Absolutely dedication to detail. So can you run me through some of the mods that you've made? Yeah, so on the front side here, I removed the old uh, steel spike that came down to the counterweight and I replaced them with these steampunked brackets. Um, I thought I'd better relate it to Yoda because it was a Yoda once and steampunked is the design so I used a bit of art to put that on there. This is a normal desktop lamp which has been steampunked so I've made the awning up and it's got a little uh, LED light in it and that works and it pivots down I can check the whole pit out during the cook. I put a tray on here, sometimes we want to warm things up, so get it out the road when I'm wheeling it in and out of uh, the gate to get it on the truck. That's just made out of normal copper tube, plumber's tube, so all silver soldered together. I've recently um, <coughs> had some laser cut wheel trims done, and I made the centre stainless steel spaces up just to give it that steampunk look as well. Stop those uh, discs from coming off, coming adrift. I put a standard shelf up above the original one and didn't have enough shelving on it, very poorly designed from uh, Yoda. So if you come this way, it's got a 65 litre uh, water tank on it. It's made of 316 marine grade stainless steel. So that's for potable water. So, and you can see here, it gets quite hot. It'll get to 100 degrees and just stay there for the whole cook. And we can have uh, hot water for coffee, brews all night long. Love and, it. And obviously uh, the washing up, which, you know, it consumes a lot of water, this sort of competition. Uh, put a spacer plate on the front for two purposes. One, to stop the little kitties touching the 100-degree hot plate behind it. And also it insulates the box a bit and it stay, the water stays hotter a bit longer. All right. So down the back end here, have... Uh, and this is a artillery shell off the HMAS Parramatta. It was my brother's ship that he served on when he was in the Navy. He brought this home and said, here, have one of my rifle bullets. And I've converted this into a toolkit. So it has all the necessary nuts and bolts and springs and washers and all that sort of stuff because there's a little bit of fine tuning in some of the other components. Um, I just welded plates on that and copper fitted that on top of that. On the back end here, I've put a, um, a gate valve handle with a locking lever so I can set the locking position for the draft, uh, for the air to flow through the uh, firebox. This uh, warming tray here lifts up. So yeah, you can warm your you know, cuts or meals or whatever. And I put a barbecue plate on top here for cooking up the bacon and eggs in the morning. Works really well. I put a steampunk umbrella on it. So I stripped down an umbrella and just painted it gold and had these lights hung on it and um, it gives great light throughout the night. So it just sort of gives that, that extra steampunk look. It is, it is very cool. Yeah, so if you come around the front here then, we've got uh, this section of pipe here is for uh, cold smoking. So I can, I've got a little Jack Daniels tin that I put a little fire in and uh, put some oak or something like that in and it'll, um, uh, i got a fish pump as well, and the fish pump just pumps the smoke in there, so you don't have the heat coming with it. And then over here is the working end. So this is an outside thermometer, just gives us the area temperature out here. 
And then the working mechanism here, inside this chimney is a choke. And I can control the choke with this little tap handle here. Again, typical steampunk, over-engineered and built for art. And of course we have a grand central timepiece at the front. The rest of the decorations is uh, you know, a bit of scroll work here and there. But this little container here, this um, uh, pipe here, it actually fills the water tank on the inside. So I can fill it from the outside so I don't have to open it up and lose the heat. And once the level comes up too high, it'll actually overflow on the outside and not the inside. Very clever. So it doesn't quench the inside of the chamber. And around the front, I got my Ace of Spades bottle opener. Opened a few cans this weekend and drinks. Um, and the last thing is right around the front is a 1942 fire extinguisher off a Blitz uh, army truck. Oh, wow. So, and it works. So you can undo the, you know, the whole thing, just spring loaded on there. That cap comes off, fill it full of water, and it's like a big super, super soaper. And I thought I'd do a little bit of artistic flair on top here, so I cut and ground down a chunk of steel, a pretty big chunk of steel, to make this uh, crown up for the top of the chimney. And that's, that's about it. Mate, it's, uh, it, it's very obvious that you are seriously in love with this smoker and uh, the, the work and the love and the care that you've put into it is, is obvious. Thank you yeah. so much for taking the no time problem. today to, to show me around and explain everything. And uh, it is very, very impressive. Excellent. All right. Thanks, thanks for the time. Excellent. Thank you. Bye. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking on Confessions here. We're at the Bangalow Bluegrass and Barbecue Festival having a great weekend out. I've got uh, Matt from Ham Dunk Barbecue here. His team's just doing the, the chicken hand in, so I've, I've only got him for a couple of minutes before he's got to go do his thing. So Matt, how have you been enjoying the, uh, the festival? Uh, we've been enjoying Bangalow great. This is the third year we've been here. Um, and unfortunately, it's Fletcher's last year, so we're hoping to send him off with a big hurrah. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's been good. Yeah, I've got a feeling there's going to be a bit of a wild party here tonight. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I think you guys will be right in the centre of it. Yeah, oh, possibly. <laughs> so what is it that keeps bringing you back here to the Bangalore Festival? Um, it's the atmosphere. It's just, it's a really relaxed comp. It's, it's, the, it's great to be on grass and around the Oval, and there's just so many friendly teams that are, they come here and from people from all over the country as well. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. You've, you've just nailed it right there. Now, I can't help but notice you have a very sexy looking new smoker, mate. Can yeah. you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, so this is, um, well, it's off camera, but it's um, a trailer bit. It's 24 inch, um, five foot long. Um, it's been a dream to tow and bring to comps. We've kind of like, we used to bring um, a full trailer with a tra uh, pit on it and going from like a full trailer, which is like, you know, a, a ton and a half to this, it's just a dream. Like just towing and, and even on saving money, <laughs> like fuel costs. So, yeah, no, it's been good. Um, so tell me a bit about uh, like who built it, where it's come from uh, and some of the features. So it's from Ty from Wild West Smokers up in Cooper in Brisbane. Um, it's quarter inch steel, um, as I said, five foot long, 20 inch chamber, um, single door. Uh, you know, two two racks. It's it's got everything you need. You can sit seven briskets on there if you wanted to do something like that much. Um, heaps of ribs, whatever you want to do. It's yeah. And how many comps have you done using this trailer now? This is our second comp using the trailer, um, and we've cooked on it a few other times. And it it's just like his other pits. They just hold temporarily well. They're really good on using wood. Like they don't. They they're not wood hungry like some pits can be. And yeah. 
Mate, sounds like a dream. Sounds like you're absolutely living the dream. So of the four hand-ins that you've got to do today, what do you think is going to be your strongest? Oh, well, we got first in chicken uh, at Casa Grains, so we've got to live up to that at least. And we've gotten a second here in beef, so we've kind of got some expectations to live up to ourselves personally, but, you know, we're, we're, we're only going to get what we're going to get, so... Well, fingers crossed, up mate. The, up, up to the judges. Yeah, mate, yeah, look, i got my fingers crossed for you, and I hope to see you up there. Cool, thanks. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. It is a beautiful day at the Bangalore Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival. We've got blue skies for days. The sun is hot. It's the middle of winter, if you can believe it. Have a look around. It's a great day to be here. Gorgeous. Now, with me right now, I've got uh, Johan. Johan is a first-time judge. He's just finished all his work for the day. It's been a very hard day, I'm sure. So, mate, how's it been for you? Absolutely beautiful, mate. The standards are a lot higher than I was expecting, actually. Um, it's been great. It's been awesome. Before we get into that, as a first-time judge, there's certain things that you have to do before you can uh, before you can judge. Can you tell me a bit about what your day has been like today from the start? Right, so we uh, had a half an hour course to uh, just learn about what they expect from us in judging, uh, just what to look for, uh, what to expect, uh, what certain textures they expect from certain cuts and stuff like that. Then we had uh, a bit of a sit around and uh, started judging some meat. That was about it. <laughs> Mate, that sounds great. So tell us what you've judged today. So I charged uh, pork ribs, chicken, pork and beef. That sounds delicious. Now, of the four of them, which was your favourite? Uh, just now, I've had a 10 out of 10 beef. So that was absolutely fantastic. 10 all round. Beautiful. Yeah. So don't give me any specifics. Don't, yep. don't give me any box numbers. Sure. What did you like about it? Texture, fantastic. They used the finishing sauce over the top of their brisket slices. That was amazing. And just the cooking was just spot on. Not too, too cooked, not too overdone, not too underdone. It's just absolutely perfect. It was great. Oh, mate, yeah. you, you, you're making me hungry. <laughs> it was really good. It was a good, good way to finish off the day, mate. Yeah, sounds good. So do you reckon that you'd give it another crack? I would. It was, it was a lot of fun. Definitely. Definitely. It was good. And, and how did you get into it? How did you first uh, find out about judging and who did you approach to get involved? So I have a friend who's uh, competing in barbecue and he, uh, he was coming up here to, to help out the ABA. And uh, he said uh, they're doing free judging because it's for, uh, for a charity up here. So he got me to come up and put my name down and here I am. Easy peasy, Easy mate. Easy peasy. <laughs> so what's for dinner? Steak, I think. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, mate, thank you very much for your time. Not I appreciate all, getting your feedback on the process. Thank you, mate. And I'll see you again next time. Will do. Have a good day. Hey, this is Stan Hayes with Operation Barbecue Relief, and you're listening to Smoking Hot Confessions. Hey, folks. Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here at the uh, Bangalore Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival. You can hear the music. It's a great day out. We're having a wonderful time. And with me right now, I've got Simon from Fifty Shades of Pork, one of the most clever barbecue names that you're going to come across. Mate, how's, how's Bangalore been treating you? We're loving Bangalore. It's a beautiful day. The music's rocking with its all bluegrass thing. And uh, look, people are having a great time. We love this competition. Now, how many times have you been to Bangalore? This is uh, our fourth time. So we weren't here the first competition they had, but we've been to everyone since and plan to keep coming back. And what is it about the Bangalore Festival that does keep you coming back? It's the atmosphere. Uh, we have a really great atmosphere. People are here just to have a good time. Sit around on the grass, you've got kids running around. It's a family affair. It's, a, it's just a nice, relaxing competition to do. 
Yeah. yeah, it is a good chance to get out in the sunshine with some mates and cook some barbecue. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, this is the perfect sport for men, after all, you know. Go camping with your mates, maybe have a drink or two, and cook some awesome food. Maybe. 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 <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> so of the, uh, the four hand-ins, yep. run me through uh, what you've done. Uh, first off was chicken, and there was a, um, like a jerked chicken style Ooh, that we did. On, nice. Uh, chicken drum, uh, chicken wings, wingettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so they, they were really nice. So we don't know what's going to happen with that. That's something different to what we normally do, you know, where you normally do thighs, drumsticks, breasts, all those sort of things. This is a bit out there for us. Uh, second was ribs, and we just did got all our ribs out of the one rack, so they all line up perfectly, and I think they tasted nice. <laughs> We'll find out, don't know. Uh, next was pulled pork, and we had uh, really good money muscle on this one, and sometimes you don't get it right or whatever else. Nailed it on this one, and uh, also had some pulled in there, so you got a bit of options. And finally with brisket, we had a usual flat and burnt ends. Mate, that sounds divine. So oh. which was your favourite of those four? The favourite is the pork ribs, because I cooked them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I, think, I think the pork ribs are really nice, but it's always up to the judges. It's all about flavour profiles, what they like, what we like, may not be the same. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you're sort of renowned for cooking on some DIY smokers. What sort of things have you been cooking on? Well, we have, with, with 50 Shades, we have a couple of uh, homemade drum smokers. Mark and Chris both have those. Um, and I have uh, my Texas Ranchero, which is the available from Barbecues Galore at $350, I think it is. It's a terrible smoker. Um, <laughs> but if you modify so, it a lot... Sorry, Barbecues Galore. Sorry, Barbecues Galore. <laughs> it's a shocking smoker. But if you do some small modifications to it, it actually turns out really good. So, for example, I did a 10-hour cook last weekend with one bag of heat beads and two logs. Wow. Like two, two oak logs. 10-hour cook at 120 degrees, flatlining. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, uh, when I first bought the mighty Texas Ranchero, I couldn't do anything like that. Um, I had real problems with temperature control. Uh, it was very uneven in temperatures across the, the whole uh, cooking surface, whereas now I've got a two or three degrees difference from one end to the right. other. Yeah, and just playing with things like that, fixing the ceiling, putting insulation in it, extending the stack, putting new wheels on, putting a temperature controller on it, lights, um, water injection, humidity detection, because I'm trying to detect the hum well, I'm actually detecting the humidity inside the smoker when it's cooking. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, not many people have uh, tried that or done that, but anyway, I've got it working. Um, and what else have I done? Not much else. I've got alarms on it, timers, um, yeah, Bluetooth. <laughs> so what's your background outside of barbecue? I am an electrical engineer by trade. Ah. And I have spent most of my career working in industrial control systems. Ah, okay. So gotcha. Building all that sort of stuff was bread and butter sort of for me. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty pretty easy. It wasn't that hard at all. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, that, that's just because that's because I, I know knew what to do because you know? I designed the whole thing before I actually built anything. 
and it took a year of planning and buying all the componentry and doing layouts of how big a control panel I could put on it, on the smoker, and where I could put it, and which dictates how much, how, how many gadgets you can actually do. I've still got more I'm doing, but they're just a never ceasing project. So what is coming up in the future for the Texas Ranchero? I'm going to do automatic uh, water top-ups, so I don't have to run out of water. Um, so I've already got half of that in. I've just got a few relays and things and it's all good to go. Other things I'd like to do is actually work out a way of um, doing humidity control. So now that I've got the water almost set up so that it'll run for you know, a day without any intervention, and I need to be able to control the flow of water and in, in turn how much humidity I've got. Because if I can control the temperature and the humidity throughout the stages of a cook, I've turned it into a combi oven. Yeah, definitely. With smoke. <laughs> and, and I think that, I think that gives, gives you more options and more control over uh, the cooking process. Because to be honest, most barbecues, I mean, you know me, I've cooked on a filing cabinet for quite a while. It, it's pretty rough and ready. But this is a chance to try and add a bit of science to it. Mate, I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Thank so you for right. your time today and good luck at the awards. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Ben from Smoking Hot Con <laughs> Sorry. That's all right, man. That's typical beard in the barbecue. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. It's uh, late in the afternoon at the Bangalore Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival, and I'm in Champion's Corner, and I've got the great man Lucas, the Rib King here. Supposedly. And he's, uh, he's recently had a trip to the States, so we're gonna ask you about that in a minute. But first of all, mate, thanks for coming on board, and how's the uh, competition been treating you? It's not too bad today. It's a bit, um, it's a bit hit and miss for us. It's not too bad. So tell me about it, man. What was, what was the hit and what was the miss? Uh, hit was probably chicken and ribs again. Miss was probably definitely brisket today. Oh, what happened there? Who knows? It was a brisket. Just one of those days. It was the cook, not the brisket. That's for sure. <laughs> now you've done quite a few miles for this today. What is it that keeps bringing you back to Bangalore? Because I know you've been here a couple of times now. Uh, it's our third year at Bangalore now, so I don't know. It's just a great little comp. Fletch runs a really good show here, and yeah, it's, it's about as close to Queensland as I can get without going to Queensland. Careful, careful. <laughs> So mate, you've, uh, you've been to the States uh, earlier this year and it looked like a pretty wild trip. Mate, how did you uh, put that trip together? Like, was it an invitational thing? And tell us, um, you know, just give us a rundown on, on how it all worked. So pretty much um, me and Daniel White from Country Boys uh, teamed up as we always do. So we used, um, what was it, the Meat Stock Auckland win to gain entry to an invitational, Sunny's Invitational Comp in uh, Orlando in Florida. Uh, it was it was it was pretty elite. There was there was the best of the best there, and um, you could feel feel free to when name the drop. Scoring cards come out, you could tell. Yeah. So um, yeah, it wasn't bad. So we learnt a lot there, that's for sure. And was that the only comp you did, or did you do like a whole bunch of them? No, no, we just did that one. It was um, it was pretty much. It took up most of our time. Just tr trying to organise it. it. Doesn't sound like much, but. It's not like I can just hook up the trailer, tow it up the road and start cooking. There's a lot of logistics involved in organising yourself to do a comp in the US. Absolutely. Now, just you, you mentioned towing a trailer. Tell us a bit about the rig that you were travelling around in. Ah, well, we hired a 40-foot um, RV. It's like a, it was 
it was pretty nice. So I don't know what it was, but it was a really nice RV. A little bit older. Um, it had a fair bit of stick in it too. It went pretty good. And then, um, so we hired that for, I think it was about a week total we had it for. So when we weren't at the comp or getting ready for the comp, we were just driving around Florida and South Georgia in it pretty much. Georgia, now did you get to try the barbecue in Georgia? Yeah, we did actually. And um, surprisingly, some of it was really good and some of it was really bad. Interesting. And what seemed to be the, the differentiating point? Uh, the new, I suppose the newer type of barbecue you'd call it. So the slightly more hipstery shop was better than old Nana's shop that we tried. That was for sure. Really? Yeah, which was a surprise to me. I thought it would have been real the opposite, but I don't know. It's just the way it goes sometimes, I guess. Yeah, very interesting. And so what were you cooking on over there? Uh, so over there we actually had help from so Chad Griffin and, um, fuck, what's his name? Not Chad Griffin. Chad Ward and Carl Griffin. There you go. I've got their names back to front, sort of mixed up. So um, Chad's the Traeger rep, of course, sales rep. So we used one of his spare trailers, which is full of Traegers, of course. Hooked that up behind the RV and uh, towed her off to Sunny's. Mate, that sounds lovely. So have you got any plans to head back there again next year? We will try, but we don't know yet. We'll see. You've got to win that invitational spot. Well, that Sunny's comp's um, gone now, so they don't actually do it anymore. That was the last year, this year. Oh, no. So, I don't know. We'll find something to do, I guess. The Royal or Memphis in May or something like that? No, we'll probably find something a little bit more secluded. A little bit lower key, a little bit more rural, go in there, murder the competition. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, look, mate, uh, thank you for your time, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to see you up on stage, because I usually always do. Um, and congratulations on winning Q for a cause there a few weeks ago when I was down there, yeah. um, and I saw you there. That was a little surprise, that one. It was good. Real late notice, and uh, rocked in pretty late, cooked some good food, and rocked on out. Well, didn't you only decide you were going to do it like 48 hours before or something? It was about two days before when one of the other teams pulled out. And I was actually supposed to judge that comp instead, so I just, you know, Scotty from East Blacksland hooked me up with some meat and, you know, the rest is sort of history now. Great work, mate, great work. So, look, thanks for your time. I appreciate it, and uh, I'll catch you around the traps. All no right, Thanks, Ben. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. We are about an hour short of presentation. It's all done and dusted. The boys are kicking back, relaxing now. And I've got with me Rob from Smoking Hot and Saucy here. Mate, how has Bangalore been treating you? Mate, it's, a, it's always a good comp. This is our second year. Um, you know, when we come up, we do everything. So we did the whole hog plus the four categories. Um, whole hog cook this year was really, really good. Uh, turned out fantastic. So hopefully, you know, we came third last year. Hopefully we get a better call up next year uh, with that one. And, and I think all the other candies are pretty good. So um, that's a great comp, good friends, good atmosphere. The music's great. And um, you know, I think they do a great job up here. So we'll try and continue to come up every year. Yeah. It is a good one. It is a good one, yeah. yeah. I think that was Keith. Yeah, yeah. I've got some um, pretty funny team members. They, yeah. They're, they're funny. yeah. So, mate, you've recently opened uh, the lot down in Newcastle. Tell yep. us a bit about that. So um, a couple of years ago, we bought a food truck uh, on a trip to Brisbane. Uh, sorry, Burley Heads. We're up at Burley Heads for the Burley Head barbecue competition there. And um, we bought a food bus and got it fitted out. And the first sort of 18 months, um, pretty rocky with the mechanical sort of failures we had um, on the bus and, and the money that we're pouring into trying to get it going. And um, 
my wife and I decided because she's she's 50 percent of smoking hot and saucing, and I'm the other 50 percent. And um, she'll probably tell you she's 80 percent, not 20 percent, but you know. And so we decided we'd look for an area where we could park up, have some outdoor seating, some lights, and really do something that was special. You know, a bit more like of an American-style eatery, which was on the side of the road when you couldn't be on the side of the road. I'm, I'm feeling like a Valentina's-style type yeah, thing. Yeah, you know. And um, there's plenty of food trucks popping up all down through Austin, up through Waco, and into Fort Worth, Texas. You know, mm. Smiley's Barbecue's about to open up there in the stockyards, which is, yeah. he used to be the pit master at um, La Barbecue down in Austin. So he's moved to Fort Worth, Texas now. Oh, wow. And him and I are pretty good buds. And, and uh, I've been talking to him a little bit, but things like that where they've opened up in trailers again, they're starting from scratch, outdoor suiting, you know, under some big oak trees over there. We don't have the oak trees, but we, we hired a lot, which is an old car lot. So we called it the lot. And um, we parked the bus on it. We've got um, 10 uh, tables and you know, bench, uh, sort of picnic tables uh, set up now. We've got the lights set up over the top. We've got all the graffiti art, like Austin Street art, um, all around the lot. Um, Very the guy cool. That, the guy that painted it is now our cutter. So he, he, he cuts the brisket and the meats and, and makes the sandwiches and stuff. So he did such a great job. We give him a job. Love it, mate. Yeah. So he was already an artist, now he's a food artist. Yeah, mate, yeah. And he's, he's still painting and, um, you know, we're working to the working to the bone. But he uh, he enjoys himself. He's really he's sort of become part of the family now, as all our staff are. And, um, you know, Randy and I, we, we started this with an envision of, of doing it for ourselves and, and working for ourselves, and we certainly are doing that. And we've got people like Dion Allen from Comatose Barbecue. He's come on board um, to help us out while we're overseas. He, he ran the bus for us, and, and hopefully in the next couple of months he comes on a bit more of a permanent basis for us. Um, you know, and the guys that come and compete and help us out, um, you know, tonight my wife's doing a wedding for 100 people uh, in Pecolbin. Um, we've got our staff running the bus and I get to drink beers at a barbecue comp with the fellas and so everyone's sort of pulling their weight and then next week when we go to Burley Heads um, our staff will run the bus and Dion's going to go down and run that for us for the weekend and um, Randy, the kids and I will head up to Burley and have a week on the, with the beers and, and compete and do some barbecue up there. So, Mate, that sounds like a fantastic lifestyle. Yeah, mate, it is. It, um, it certainly it beats where I came from. I came from coal mining industry, um, worked sort of in Canada a um, bit of time in America and, and all you know, New, in New South Wales. I was in um, the Hunter Valley and out in uh, Central West in Mudgee. And going from, you know, waking up at four o'clock in the morning and going out to an office and sitting in front of a computer for a couple of hours and going to meetings all day. Now I get bossed around by my wife and I get to cook barbecue and drink beer, so it's, it's pretty good, yeah. Sounds great, mate, I love it. Yeah. Right, now you also recently um, held the Smoking Broke competition. What was that like as a first time promoter? Yeah, as, as I said, it's pretty daunting, Ben. Um, we really had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. We spoke to a couple of other promoters. Um, we had no idea of the event we wanted to put on. It was one of the bases of an event we do back in Texas at Shiner, the Half Moon Holidays competition, um, which is really based around families. You know, they have a kids' fishing tournament, they have Lovely. washboards tournaments, they have a margarita hand in. You know, it's all family can get all involved with the whole weekend. And Sorry, did you say a washboard tournament? Is that where they. Is that what they like hold the thing on their body and like the... No, no, they say washer boards is they have um, um, a, a board set with three holes and you get some washers and you have teams oh. of two and you throw <laughs> washers into the holes and you score points. So right. first to 21 wins. And, right. So it's okay. a washer board tournament. But um, so we wanted to do something like that in Broke. We had a great park. We lived in Broke. We wanted to do something for the local community and get everyone out and they, they would support it. So we spoke to the council and they got straight on board and said, yeah, let's do something. Um, 
So we sort of budgeted on having about 2,000 people show up. You know, we had food vendors and we had music and had the barbecue comp, obviously, with the ABA. Um, and it all sort of went really, really well because we had 6,000, 6,500 people show up. Um, Mate, that's fantastic. What's the population of the town? Oh, there's about 300 people in Broke. Um, so ah. it, it, uh, it really went gangbusters for a first year. Um, so much so, it really overwhelmed us a little bit. We, we sort of didn't know how to, to cope with that many people. Um, but we recently had a meeting with the council um, and they want to go around again. So we always have a three-year plan with them. Um, and after the first year, we're going to review and say, is it going to go ahead, not going to go ahead? Um, so we're going to go for 60 teams, um, 60 ABA teams this year. We had wow. 24 last year. Um, $20,000 minimum cash prize. That's cash prize, not not trophies. That's cash, hard-earned cash. Nice. Plus that might go up depending on sponsorship and stuff like that moving forward. Um, and we're looking at uh, 10 to 15,000 people over two days. So That's amazing. We're, we're looking at making a huge, huge sort of an event, um, a regional meat stock, if you will, but a bit more laid back, not a trade show. Um, you know, we're not going to have people there selling barbecues and, and, and things like that. We'll, we might have a couple of sponsors like Firebrand that might have their charcoal and stuff like that there. Mm-hmm. But we want it to be more like a, um, a, a, a country fair where... If you want to learn, if you want to buy, a, if you go to a country fair, you want to buy a tractor, go talk to the farmer that's bought the tractor. He'll tell you what's good, bad, or indifferent about it. When you come to our smoking broke, we want you to go and talk to the teams and ask them, what do you, what do you use this smoker? What do you use this cooker for? They use it in their backyard cooking. They, they know the ins and outs of it. They know it better than a tradesperson trying to sell you a barbecue. Go and have the conversation with those guys. And that's what we want it to be. We want it to be a craft fair, not a trade fair. So we have craft knives, craft rubs, craft sauces, all those sorts of things. Um, last year was a bit hard because we had a couple of those key sort of vendors pull out on us at the last minute and Ouch. we couldn't replace them. But this year, you know, we know the ones we want to get and we'll get them early and um, get them locked in and June long weekend next year, um, Saturday, Sunday, free camping in the park, which is another big draw card. You know, for the weekend in June, you've got nothing on, you've got free camping Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, you leave Monday morning. Tickets this year will probably be $10 for a weekend ticket. That's a weekend pass into the event. That's incredible. You get free um, demonstrations. You get to look around the markets, talk to 60-year-old barbecue teams. You can buy some great barbecue supplied by a couple of food vendors there and listen to free music, mate. For 10 bucks, it's a pretty good pretty good ticket. It's not going to get any better than that, mate. No, it, mate. That, that sounds fantastic, and I love that you're doing so much uh, for the barbecue community and the barbecue scene, so thank you very much for that. Oh, thanks, mate. And I just want to say thank you for being a part of this uh, of, of this little video, and, yeah. uh, mate, I will see you if I don't see... Oh, no, I'll see you at Burley. Seven days, mate. We'll do all And again. then I'll see you in Broke in uh, in June. Yeah, fantastic, mate. Come on down. Uh, you, won't, you, won't, you won't not enjoy it. It's a great weekend. You're listening to the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. It's sacrilegious. Okay, now, gentlemen, the bribes don't work. (laughs) Now let's get down to the good stuff. (laughs) So if you do get your name called out, please just come to the front of the stage, quick photo, and then we're going to run through it pretty quick. So we've got four places in each category. So we're going to start with chicken... And in fourth place, the Flamin' Mongrels. Give them a round of applause. Get up here, Flamin' Mongrels. And so uh, while they're making their way up here, third place is Country Boys Barbecue. Give them a round of applause. Get up here too. And second place, it's Highland Q. Highland Q, make your way up here. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to take a second to tell a little story. So, at every barbecue competition, we have a number of people who've done it several times before. They've been around the country. Some, some, some crazy lunatics have 17 weekends like this in, in a year trying to perfect their art. But somebody's got to start somewhere. Every team has got to start somewhere. And every team has a first competition. Ladies and gentlemen, I am incredibly pleased to say that I think for the first time that I can remember, we have had a first-time barbecue team win a first place. Now, these boys, I don't think they knew what barbecue was a few months ago. If, from what I, I can understand, I think they borrowed their pit to get down here to cook, not having cooked on this pit before, in a category which is notoriously difficult to get right because it's so easy to make it too dry. So, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to announce first in the chicken category, the good old boys! Unbelievable. Pork in fourth place, ladies and gentlemen, it's Manning Valley. Well done, Manning Valley, get up here. In third place, Agents of Q. Second place goes to the Beard and the Barbecue. And in first place in the pork section, it's Roland Smoke Barbecue. This is our returning grand champion. Lucas Armstrong, Rolling Smoke Barbecue. Pork rib section, here we go. In fourth place, pork rib section, it's Country Boys Barbecue. And the third place, we just saw them, it's Rolling Smoke Barbecue in the pork ribs. Come on back, fellas. Roll it on back, Rolling Smoke Barbecue for third place in the pork ribs. Second place in the pork ribs goes to Double Barrel Barbecue. Well done, boys and girls. Double Barrel Barbecue taking out second place in the pork ribs section. First place in the pork ribs section this year goes to the Brizzy Basters. Hey! Popular choice. The next category we are announcing is the beef category. And in fourth place in the beef category, we congratulate Smokin' Hot and Saucy for fourth place in the beef category. Smokin' Hot and Saucy. Third place in the beef section goes to Country Boys Barbecue. Second place in the beef Category goes to Big Smoke Barbecue. Hooray! Big Smoke Barbecue, second place. First place in the beef category goes to Scotch and Smoke. Well done. Okay, Fletch, we're doing the whole hog. In fourth place in the whole hog category, we have the Flaming Mongrels. 
So ladies and gentlemen, this is a special category. It's outside of the championship points category. It's, it's something I do as an optional extra. I'm a boy from Tennessee, and in Tennessee we got hogs. We don't got steers, we got hogs in Tennessee. So th there's a very magic and special process, which if you can cook that hog all at once, it's one of the most challenging and complex of barbecue feats. You have to have a huge pit. There's different cuts of meat in all different sections of the animal. And to pull that off looking good on the outside and tasting good on the inside is extraordinary. The runners we had this year. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. And in third place in the whole hog, we have the Country Boys Barbecue. Third place, Country Boys Barbecue. Come on back, fellas. Second place in the whole hog goes to Brizzy Basters. Go Brizzy Basters, second place in the whole hog category. We have first place now in the whole hog category goes to where there's smoke, there's dinner. And ladies and gentlemen, we are now down to the important part or the most important part of today's barbecue competition awards. I am pleased to announce the reserve grand champion, the second overall prize winning competition team in reserve grand champion place for the 2018 Bangalore Barbecue Competition sponsored by Firebrand Barbecue, Country Boys Barbecue. These guys are really so incredibly accommodating. They're incredibly generous. They cook massive amounts of meat for everybody. They've done whole hog as well as the full competition. To actually pull this out to place in the whole hog and the main comp is extraordinary. Gentlemen, congratulations. Okay, so now we're down to the last trophy for this particular barbecue awards this year. We now have to announce the 2018 Grand Champion Firebrand Barbecue Championship winner is, in a repeat from last year, the first Grand Champion ever to go back to back, Lucas Armstrong Rolling Smoke Barbecue. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please give a huge round of applause to one of the most dedicated and successful men in barbecue. This is his third first place competition winning performance out of three events he's competed in. Three in a row. This is three, Pete, ladies and gentlemen. He came in hoping for a repeat. I came in, told him he had no fat chant, none whatsoever. Was he ever gonna do it? No one's ever done it. He is our first repeat champion. We are so pleased to have him here as a winner. We're, he's actually moving faster than what you would think. He's, he would be here already, except everybody's congratulating him. He's got such a huge heart. Everybody loves this man. He really is the heart and soul of barbecue that I see and certainly what he does for us at this competition. We'll just give him a few moments. He's probably teared up, can't see where he's walking. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much to Firebrand Barbecue for making our competition here possible. Thank you to all the barbecue teams for your incredible effort. Nearly 50 teams cooking all night long, traveling for thousands of miles. We had one team come all the way from Tasmania just to be here, put their pit on a boat on the, on the flyer to get it over here and then drive all the way up from Melbourne. Extraordinary effort from all these guys, all these folks. Thank you very much, everybody. Now, let's get back to some music.
Boop, 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 boop. There it is, folks, the 2018 Bangalore Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival. Massive congrats go out to best mates Dan and Lucas on their RGC and GC prizes, respectively. Before I let you go, I want to remind you about the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook. And if you have a couple of minutes, it'd really help me out if you could subscribe, rate, and review the show. This episode's supporter shout-out goes to Wheelie Kegman for their delicious review on Apple Podcasts. And that's the end of the show. Till next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions. <laughs>